Good morning. This is David Wilner on the Real 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 Estate Show. I'm here with my co-host, Marsha Talbot, Associate Broker, Howard Hanna Real- Rand Realty. And we're on WBTQ 93.5 FM on your 1110 AM and streaming live around the world on WBTQ.com. So. Well, good morning, Marsha. <laughs> good morning, Dave. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm fantastic. I'm so fantastic. I see you wearing a vest and scarves. And... I'm out of uniform, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. So not that's that our true. listeners really know, but... Uh, Typically, I come I come here and I go straight to to work. Today, I'm having a day off. Good for you. It's my wife's birthday today. Happy birthday! Yeah. Your wife's name is Nicole. Good morning, Nicole. Happy birthday! Hope you're listening. Yeah, I hope she is too. <laughs> so yeah, I took the day off to to spend a little time with her too today. And do you have any plans? No, just to just to do nice husbandly things. Good. You okay? So you're making lunch, dinner. Uh, sweeping well, the let's floor, not, let's, vacuuming. Let's, let's, let's not get crazy, okay? <laughs> oh, I thought that's... <laughs> you know, I tried, Nicole, I'm sorry. I did put some uh, some ad blue in her car, you know, so that's okay. good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's certain things that I think is okay that men do, like change tires and things like that. I think that's perfectly fine. I'm well, not a big tire changer. You know, when my oldest daughter was first getting her driver's license... I said, there's two things you really need to know how to do. I said, A, you need to know how to drive a stick shift. Not because her car was a stick shift, because if she went on a date and let's say the boy was impaired, who knows? How are you going to get home? Drive, right? And B, how to change a tire. She never learned either one. Absolutely. I was going to say, smart woman, let's, she, let's, let's call the tow truck. Yeah, she looked at me and she goes, that's why we have AAA. That's, like, she's exactly right. God, how did I, how did I do this? <laughs> um, there, as I said, there are certain things that that's totally okay. So we're going to deviate a little bit because um, we touched on this a few weeks ago about what the weather, you know, what you do as the weather changes. Well, the weather has changed. And if you did hear the weather report a few minutes before our show, you know that it was below freezing last night. And all of us kind of sometimes put things off. So we're going to review what should be done a little bit outside and a lot of things inside and safety tips, if we get to them, to ha- things to have in your car. You know, we've been really fortunate that we've had rain, not snow. Sorry for the snow people, but um, I'm okay with that. And um, there are certain things you should have with you in case of emergency. I think that's what we're... So today is the safe, the real estate safety show. How's I like that? it. I like it. Keep our listeners safe and sound. That's, so I think we're going to start off um, with holiday and winter... Fire safety, Dave. Oh, yeah. this, this is your belly work. Oh, Sophie. it is. It is. Uh, you know, it's 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 inside the most. <laughs> I don't know if anybody here has ever seen a Christmas tree catch on fire. Thankfully, no. It goes up like boof. Right. It's gone. dry. Yeah. It's drying. Keep your trees watered. Okay. Don't put real candles on your trees. Okay. Right. That's just. I mean, today's day and age, we don't need to do that. You know, it's just crazy. Um, you know, keep any kind of flame away from that tree. 
Uh, don't set it up next to your fireplace and make a fire. Uh, it's just a bad idea. One little ember coming out of that fireplace and a snap, crackle, pop will hit that tree and send it into a blaze. It's in, it's incredibly dangerous. And you have all those ornaments also, which could be, you know, I would think dangerous also in, in the heat. Yeah, well, sure. If you have glass ornaments, the, the minute that tree catches on fire, they explode. Right. Now they're sending glass shrapnel all over the place. The other thing, as you were saying that, that I was thinking is that you don't want it near... Um, your baseboard hot water, uh, your baseboard heat, or f or would well, that affect it? Or no, most, most, when it dry out the tree, it'll dry out the tree, but it won't combust. Okay. So a baseboard, um, typically, like even the hot ones are only around 120 degrees. So they're they're a little below the flash point for that type of thing. But um, you know, it's it's it's. It's, you always think it's it's okay, right? Because you think, oh, I've got the, the candle six feet away from the tree. How's it going to even come close? Next thing you know, the dog bumps into the tree. You know, it's mm -hmm. like that scene out of the movie where the squirrel jumps out of the tree and then the whole thing blows up. And it, it's, yeah, that, 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 this is what goes through my head every Christmas. No, I think that's really important. And I also want to ask you about holiday lights. Yeah, holiday lights. I mean... So, so <laughs> electricity is always dangerous, right? And we have a tendency to want to string up lights all over the house. I do it myself. Uh, and I've got extension cords run all around my house, <coughs> right? Some of them, <laughs> some of them probably. I'm sure that's not advice, right? Yeah. I, I, listen, <laughs> like my dad used to say, do as I say, not as I do, yeah. right? Uh, you know, uh, extension cords that are frayed that have any damage to them throw them out okay put a, at least put a piece of electrical tape around the damaged area um you know if you're if you've got to link together 10 electrical cords to get to your spot don't do that go buy a larger one i was gonna say yeah that they're available they're available they're not expensive go buy one you can harbor freight's got them for like 5.99 <laughs> yeah so we're not pushing anybody. No, we're not pushing. We're not. <laughs> we are not. <laughs> Things nope. said on the show no are not secured by the managers. <laughs> but you can go to your hardware store yes. of your choice. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but, but be safe on that one. Um, you already said water filled, lamp yeah. supply. Okay. Well, with the lights, right? Also, I mean, you know, the other, the other. The other tip with the with the lights is have a good ladder, have a good step stool, right? How many accidents happen when you're trying to hang lights and you're on your tippy toes, stretching out over that edge just because you got to reach that spot with the lights, but your ladder's not big enough. So right? this is outdoors. This is outdoors. Okay. Yeah, and then you you fall and you're hurt. Uh, I mean, you know, it's uh, I it, you know. Home for all home inspectors, ladders are near and dear to our heart. We go up and down them every day, and uh, and and they are dangerous. I mean, it it happens. Um, so just be careful on the ladders outside. Be careful hanging those lights. Look for any issues in the cords. You know, if your outlet doesn't work, don't stick a screwdriver in it. Oh. That's not going to help. <laughs> That's scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These are things. I'm not making them up. <laughs> I, I'm sure we have all, you more than I have. Um, 
experienced or witnessed this. <laughs> uh, the other thing is don't put your extension cords under rugs, under carpets, uh, in areas where somebody could trip. So it's not only the fact that there's the fire safe, you know, issue, there's also safety issue. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. you would not remember, you know, five days later that your extension cord is under there because it's a busy time. And this year, though it's going to be different, it's still going to have, you want to have the best holidays that you can, and you're going to do a lot of the things that you've done in the past, you're just going to do it a little bit differently. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's you know, the idea that, uh, I mean, you know, the holidays are a great time of year, we all love them. Uh, it's great to see, well, I don't know if we're see as many family or friends this year with COVID, but it is, you know, we're going to make the best of it. Yes. And let's just make it safe. All right. And if you think it's not safe, it's probably not. That's a good way of thinking about it. If there if there's a question at all, don't do it. That's it. <laughs> because That's it. there's another reality here. And it, at, at, because of the pandemic, and I'm not saying this to scare people, you don't necessarily want to go to the hospital if you don't have to. Oh, yeah. That's true, too. You know, you don't. You, so yeah. safety is a little bit more important. Um, okay, so we know children shouldn't be playing with matches, lighters, candles, flammable material. Wait a minute, kids can't play with matches? <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the kids play with matches. <laughs> Do not let the kids play, especially this year because volunteers, you know, we live in an area with, with wonderful people who volunteer for fire companies and, and ambulance corps and they're stretched. Yeah. They're stretched. So this is always a busy time of year for them. Yes. So uh, if we if we just follow those simple safety tips, you know, we can make it a little easier for them. Let them enjoy the holiday with their families too. Oh, so this was an interesting thing. Dave gave me this list, so I'm checking up on it. The other thing, Marsha, that I wanted to mention yeah. was the fireplace. Right. Yes. So. That was a big list. That's it, yeah, you know. But let's let's talk about it because it always looks so good in the holiday pictures. Mm -hmm. And I know my family and I we always like to take a picture in front of the fireplace. But we, um, you know, we want you know you want to make sure it's safe. Get it cleaned. Put a guard in front of it. Use good wood. So we are going to take a break. Stay with us. We have lots of information. This is Marsha Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Howard Hanna Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand throughout the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marshatalbot.randrealty.com for the best experience in your buying and selling process. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time home buyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at Hudson 
JacksonMortgage.com. Hi, this is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Howard Hanna Rand Realty. Right now is a great time to buy or sell. Buyers can take advantage of historically low interest rates and sellers can get top dollar for their home in this high demand market. Our agents utilize the most innovative tools and market knowledge to help you achieve your real estate goals. Give us a call at 845-986-4848. At Howard Hanna Rand Realty, home happens here. Hi, this is Brian Baird, host of Million Dollar Feeling, heard every Saturday at 9 a.m. Join me and my guests and learn how you can let go of your past and create a future filled with a million dollar feeling. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Tune into the nonprofit notebook, your resource for and about people helping people. Learn about all the events and services available for you, friends, or family. Open your nonprofit notebook Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Radio worth listening to. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, and welcome back to the Real Real Estate Show. This is Marsha Talbot, associate broker. Howard Hanna Realty, Rand Realty, and Dave, introduce yourself. I'm Dave Wilner from Pillar to Post Home Inspectors. And I believe we have a phone call. Oh, wonderful. So, good morning. Good morning. Good How are morning. You? Very well. How are you? Good. It's Mike Bamantart. Yes, How Mike. I recognized your voice. <laughs> you said you were going to be here, so I figured you'd call in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got caught up with some stuff um, this morning, so I figured it's just easier to call. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. How are you? We're, we're being safe today. We're talking yeah, about all kinds of safety acts. So we have lists here. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the mortgage area today. I wish that, you know, I come on every week and I tell you how great rates are. And I wish there was really more to report, but it's really just that rates are great. And everything that we see in terms of, you know, news and statistics is that they're going to stay good for the next three years or so. So yeah. we expect, I mean, maybe they're not going to be, you know, under 3% forever, but they're still going to be hovering around this level, which is much better than the 4 and 4.5% 4 we're used to a couple of years ago. So I think that <laughs> I, I giggle every time be, someone says that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a great yeah. rate. <laughs> so, so it was, I, even then. Mike, I have a question, and I was thinking about this, is that we throw around things like FHA and Freddie Mac, and Fannie Mae, and no one knows what they are. So do you want to so, tell us a little bit yeah, about that? Sure. So Fannie Mae and um, Freddie, they're basically the backstop for mortgages. They're the big conglomerates that purchase the more, 90% of the mortgages in the country. They package them up, and then they sell them as a security, which is called the mortgage-backed security. So when a bank underwrites their loans, even though it's essentially our money that we're lending, we're going to underwrite to Fannie and Freddie guidelines, meaning we want to adhere to what they're telling us because at the end of the day, they're our biggest customer. So when we write the loan, we package it up and then they purchase it from us on the secondary market. Now you still get the bill from Hudson United or whatever <laughs> bank that you're doing business with, but truthfully, the the mortgage itself has already been sold on the secondary and it's with Fannie and Freddie. So they don't actually write loans, but they purchase loans so and then my, they package them up and sell them to the market. The reason I'm asking this question is my husband the other day said, that's a funny thing to name a mortgage company, Fannie <laughs> Mae. So what does that stand for? I don't know. It's just one of those government type things. <laughs> I figured uh, I had the answers to this mysterious name, like Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. 
Who are they? And <laughs> Sally May and Suni May and all those different you know, options that are out there. I don't know who came up with the names. Um, they used to be private companies, and then when the bailout happened, they became government agencies, essentially, or, you know, the government stepped in and, and added their two cents. So they're still in conservatorship, um, basically government-owned, so to speak, but um, they still try to operate as individuals or individual companies. Um, each of them individually will have separate guidelines. So a, a Freddie Mac loan may look different than a Fannie Mae loan. And um, to answer your question about FHA, it's really still a Fannie or Freddie product, but the insurance is through FHA, which is the government agency that insures it in the event that you don't make your mortgage payments. So that is a long-winded answer. No, <laughs> thank is, you. That is what that, it is. That, I, I figured it's probably some kids, you know, some families son or something whoever those investors were <laughs> they had a kid named fred and somebody had a kid named fanny <laughs> but the <laughs> other thing is in the past and i don't know if this is still the case with fha and va mortgages va stands for veterans association i do right yes administration got yeah, that one up. administration um yep. you're you could sell your mortgage to the purchasing person is that still in existence? Oh, you mean they could uh, they, take they, it over? Yeah, they could take you? it over. Technically, yes. Um, it's a little bit harder than people think that it is yes. to do that because you have to qualify on your own. On a VA, I don't believe that you can unless the person passes away um, or for some reason like you get divorced because with the veteran, it's really attached to them. They're the one that's eligible for that product. So having your his you know the person's sister take it over, I don't know if that would fly. Mm-hmm. But perhaps his you know his or her wife or husband, they could assume the mortgage. I would imagine. Okay. And then the same goes for FHA. It's it's really about qualifying. I had a client that closed last week um, on a purchase, but they didn't need to sell their house, and they were in the process of selling their house, but their actual buyer was going to assume their mortgage. And I think that it is based on the bank and lending institution what they're willing to do. Right, because I I haven't heard that for a long, long time. But I was wondering now that we don't, you know, that things are a little bit different. What what was in the past is not necessarily in the future. Yeah, and every bank's going to decide what they how they want to proceed because at the end of the day, it's what risk they want to take on so they can easily say no if they want okay okay because i know yeah no i know when we bought our house at that time this goes back a zillion years we did assume the mortgage but it was at a slightly different rate because the rates had gone up and this was Mm -hmm. a zillion years ago you know Hey, Michael, I got a question for you. Sure. Um, You know, in the spirit of the holiday season, everybody's racking up high credit card bills these days, right? Buying gifts for all their families and friends. Uh, Is it a good idea to do any kind of debt consolidation on like a uh, a home equity line or uh, or one of the, you know, what are the options in there for people? Maybe after Christmas, once the debts have been, you know, stacked up, I would do it. But uh, it's right now what you'll seeing in terms of pricing for a rate and term refinance versus a cash out refinance it's the risk for cash out is still these banks have put in layers of protection so they're actually hitting you a little bit higher on an interest rate versus doing just a rate and term so it depends on the person's scenario and how much debt they really need to consolidate if it's you know 20 30 grand in high interest credit card debts then obviously a slightly higher interest rate for a cash out refinance still makes sense because it's lower you know, it's, than the 
than the yeah. credit card. Or yeah, exactly. is there a difference between that and a, daily. And, a, and a line sorry. of credit? I'm sorry? Is there a difference between that and a line of credit? Yeah, line of credit is just a giant credit card attached to your home. Um, that actually does make sense if you have a great rate. You know, like let's say a person refinancing has already gone through the process, they're in 3% or under. I wouldn't refinance necessarily to give them cash. Their solution may be to get a small second mortgage, like a home equity line, like you're saying, because they can protect the front mortgage or the first mortgage, and then this open line of credit they can use as they feel necessary. And a lot of times those home equity lines do have a great, we call it a teaser rate, um, where it's almost like 0% or 0.9% for a fixed period of time, and at which point it does start to adjust, but still at a smaller adjustment cap than taking a 3 or 4% mortgage on the front. Interesting. Right. Yes, we, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, lots of options. Yeah, that's, that's so much better if people can do it that way than paying off than the credit cards. The credit cards are extraordinary. I don't think they have really adjusted much to the change of rate. Am I correct there? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) They always get you for, I'm sure, high interest. A lot of credit cards are using promos right now, but that all expires. I mean, what changed a lot with COVID essentially is that the cash out refinancing kind of went away. Um, Not many people are utilizing it. Or if they are, you're capped at like 80% loan to value, whereas before you could take it much higher. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some changes that have taken place, um, but nothing, you know, nothing too drastic. Everything's kind of come back into line. There's still a couple overlays in there, but it's kind of business as usual right now. So the the banking business is business as usual, but not the stores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not everything is business as usual, right? So thank you, Mike. That's it's always You're nice to welcome. have you join us, and thank you. And so now I'm going to have to look up Freddie Mac I'm and Fannie Mae. Now that you asked me, <laughs> <laughs> do a little research, try to figure out why these names. Was <laughs> so that, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. That's what I'm saying. Everybody always says it, and who knows what really what it is? And I'm, I think we're going to laugh. But we'll report it once we discover what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring it up on next next week's show. Okay, thank you. Thanks so <laughs> right. much. Have a great week. You guys week. have a great week. You too. Thank we'll you. Talk to you soon. Take care, Bye-bye. Michael. So we're going to continue on our safety tips. And I think we, we were talking about holiday and winter fire safety. And now we're going to talk about, which is amazing, um, kitchen fires have no season. When you're busy at holiday time, baking and cooking and whatever, you probably have a, a, a greater chance. So according to the U.S. Uh, United States National Fire Protection Association, cooking is the leading cause of house fires. Not that, surprising. Not surprising, but uh, certainly I didn't know that. Grease spills, um, well, you know, I, items like I have a really bad habit of leaving the potholder on the top of the cover. Oh, oh, because I'm going to be back in a minute. And you never come back in a minute. I do, <laughs> I do. But nevertheless, it's a really bad habit, and I have been, uh, I, I've been yelled at about that, uh, or stated. I don't. Jonathan doesn't yell. Yeah. Uh, but, and and well, food less left in. 
toasters or toaster ovens and can catch on fire quickly because you don't remember it's in there. And you put those those things back on. The other thing with, with cooking fires, right? A lot of times, you know, let's say it's the pan, the bacon or whatever it mm-hmm. is. It's a little, little you have a little grease fire. Mm-hmm. Don't throw water on it. Right. Uh, baking, baking soda. soda. <laughs> or get yourself a good ABC rated fire extinguisher. ABC means that it can do any kind of fire. So a wood, a grease, or an electrical. And uh, so that's that's important. Have an extinguisher handy around the house. Why should you decide if it's water or baking soda? Grab Just grab the fire extinguisher and use it. Um, that does happen if you cook. I added, um, I was sauteing something, and then I added some wine. Uh-huh. And it's, it went poof. Oof. And... It was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was fine. It, it diminished this. <laughs> I had the fan on above me. So, of course, I wanted to turn the fan off because it was pulling the fire up. Right. So, I turned the fan off, pulled this, the, the pot off. The snow. Happens all the time in restaurants. When you look at restaurants and they add wine or mm-hmm. something, um, not so good. In a smaller kitchen. Well, you know, <laughs> restaurants have taller ceilings. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Usually. And um, so I think we've time, time for, another, for break. another break. So stay with us and be safe. Thanks. This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Howard Hanna Rand Realty for more than 20 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs. And then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well. And whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com. And let's get together. Pillar to Post Home Inspectors is your number one choice when buying or selling a home in the Hudson Valley. Pillar to Post Inspectors are experienced, informative, and very knowledgeable. We will examine the structure, plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical systems. Our thorough inspection will identify important factors, which may save buku dollars when making a home purchase. For more information or to schedule your home inspection, call the owner, David Wilner, at 845-610-5366. Visit PillarToPost.com backslash David Wilner. This is Clark Howard. You're reading an ad, not a news story. Be careful that you don't get kind into spending money with someone who's just taking advantage of you with propaganda. Clark Howard, weekdays from 1 till 3. Hi, this is Dick Robinson. It's the best music ever recorded. I play it for you every Saturday morning, 5 to 7, here on WTBQ. Dick Robinson's American Standards by the Sea. WTBQ weather. Well, it's quite cold this morning waking up and getting outside. Most temperatures are in the teens and 20s. We'll head up into the upper 30s today with a lot of sunshine. Tonight, fair to partly cloudy skies. Still cold again, 20 to 25. For tomorrow, mostly sunny. We have a breezy day, too. A little bit cooler as it stays in the low to mid-30s. Clear, quite cold again tomorrow night, 20 to 25. And a little milder on Wednesday, partly sunny skies in the low 40s. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm WeatherWorks' Tony Salimo. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. This is Marsha Talbot, Associate Broker, Howard Hanna Rand Realty. 
co-hosting today with David Wilner from Pillar to Post Home Inspectors. So as we uh, continuing on our safety tips for the winter, we're going to talk about an escape plan. Always a good thing to have, by the way. And Dave is much better about knowing about this. Because I've escaped. (laughs) (laughs) Or you want to. (laughs) Oh, yeah, well. (laughs) So. Not today, Nicole. We know it's your birthday. Right, right. I'm hanging around today. Um, Yeah, it is good. I mean, especially if you have a, a young family, young children, Teach them the best ways to get out of the house. I mean, it sounds like it's it's very uh, matter of fact, but in case of a fire, that best route out of the house might not be the first, you know, the set of stairs going down or the front door or the back door. It may mean a ladder out a window. So come up with an escape plan. Make sure that it goes directly outside. Make sure that it's quick and simple to assemble and easy to use. Make sure that your children and uh, your family understand how it how everything operates. So on your list, because I'm reading Dave's list, where he was kind enough to supply, um, it says... But I didn't bring it with me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's why I'm saying all these things. Uh, <laughs> it says visit. So that's, it's ready.gov. Yeah. R-E-A-D-Y dot gov with information on how to make a plan. Um, and I know that usually the fire companies have those little... Uh, yeah, late- the top finder sticker yeah. in the window. Yep. So that, that's a good thing with young children so that you, they know where to go. They see that. Um, but that's a really good idea because I think we think we know how to get out of the house. Well, you know... The thing, the thing about escaping from a house is, is early detection of a problem, right? And that brings us right around to smoke detectors, all right. Which I'm a huge fan of the smoke detector. Um, smoke detectors are probably the least expensive, most effective safety safety item you can have in your home. They're fantastic, um, you know. And and if you don't have them, go out and get them. Uh, it's code. It's code. You know, it's, it, you're required to have them. Um, even more than that, I mean, put one inside every bedroom, put one outside every bedroom, put one, you know, to put two in the basement, put, you know, one in the hallway, put one in the kitchen. I know it's going to go off all the time, but you live with it. It's safety. You know, it's not that hard to, to, to figure out. So, uh, yeah, smoke detectors, carbon detectors are big deals. When it comes to fire and early detection, you're going to get out of your home safely if you detect it early. I Except if you have a small house and you have one in the outside the bedroom and one inside the bedroom, that might be a little bit of overkill. There's no such thing as overkill when you're it comes to You're going to be deaf. <laughs> Good. I mean, I, I, I believe me. I think it's really important. But I think, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it, it is true. I mean, and uh, you know, you, you they, like I said, they're they're so inexpensive and they're so effective that there's really no reason to not do them these days. Smoke detectors come with sealed ten year batteries. You only have to buy them once a decade. Um, it's it's it doesn't get any easier than this. So when you're replacing, I don't even think they sell the other ones they anymore. Don't. No. It's illegal. Yeah. So it's it's really for all our safety. So if you do have an old one and you forget to change the bat- your batteries, even though you are reminded 
all over the place in front of the fire companies. It's always change your batteries, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Buy yourself a new one. And then you don't have to worry about it for 10 years. That's it. And they are available at every Everywhere. hardware store. Everywhere. Big and small. So uh, we're not saying which ones. Anyway, so we're going to talk about furnaces, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, furnaces, boilers, particularly oil-fired heating units, okay? Because that covers both all the above. Um you know, anything that's oil-fired really must be serviced by a qualified technician every single year. Don't wait. Don't do it every two years. Don't do it every five years. Do it every year. It's the only way you're going to get the maximum efficiency out of your system. And these things, I mean, they're, they're, they're basically little mini jet engines. I mean, they're amazing. <laughs> they're amazing devices, and they, they, they can produce a ton of heat. But if they're not running properly... They can be dangerous. And expensive. And expensive, yes. I mean, that's the other thing is you're only going to get the the you know the longevity out of the unit if you do the service for it. So you've got to be doing, you know, do the regular service. You know, do it when uh, you know, measure your fuel in your tank. Okay, that's the other great oil thing. Uh, is that you know, sometimes the fuel gauges on the tanks don't work so well. Mm -hmm. I had a client call me the other day. Oh my God, my heating system broke down. It's freezing outside. What do Ooh. I do? Well, first question first, do you, do you have fuel in the tank? Well, the, the gauge says I have a quarter tank. I said, well, that gauge may not be that accurate. All right. You got to open it up and take a look inside. And when you do, is it, yeah, is it, what do you see? Is it full? Is there any fuel in it? No. Hey, there's your problem. And sure enough, she looked inside and she said, oh, there's no fuel in this tank. So, yeah, well, you got to order fuel. Can't help you. So <laughs> m many people, most people have automatic delivery. A lot of people do. Yep. I shouldn't say everybody, but it, that makes it a lot easier because they gauge, as a rule, when you need oil. Yes. And if it's an extremely cold winter, which so far, thankfully, we have not had to deal with, um, they usually come more often. Come more often. Yeah. So um, speak to who you, who your supplier is. Um, that is problematic if you look around to get the lowest rate, then you don't have one, one supplier. Right. So you'll have to do the checking yourself. But check on it. And usually those fuel suppliers will also do the maintenance on yeah, the system. Yeah. So you get it all in a bundled rate and they just come and take care of these things and bill you every month and it's... You, you can set it and forget it, but you got to do it. You got to sign up for that system. So, uh, and don't run out of fuel in the middle of the winter. It's, it's, it's no, not good. No, no. <laughs> that, that is definitely not good, especially if the roads are icy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because everything always happens on the worst day. But if you do run out of fuel and you can't get a delivery for a couple of days, you can go down to the local gas station and fill up uh, a gas can with diesel fuel and put it in the tank. Diesel. diesel. Not, you gotta be not regular gas. Diesel. All right. What's in those tanks is diesel fuel. And ah. you can do that. It's taxed differently. We'd call it a different thing, but it's chemically similar. It'll work. So, uh, you know, if you're in an emergency, that's a good that's thing to do. know. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't know that, but I don't usually run out of 
I mean, I have. Don't run out of oil. (laughs) You don't have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) But I think one year we did, and I think then we switched. But um, I think everybody does it once. And, you you know, it's one of those lessons you just learn, you know. uh, Yeah, and I had automatic. So it was just that maybe it was colder. Maybe the, I I don't know. This is many, many, many years ago. So uh, lately, uh, the last, I don't know how many years I've had absolutely no issues. But I always think about once many years ago, it was Christmas time and we had a lot of company and some people sleeping over. And of course, that's the, the water heater broke. Ah, always, you know, right? Uh, right. And there was no way of fixing it until the, you know, two days later or whatever. So keep that in now mind. Now your guests think you, you use nothing but cold showers. That's right. And I hate cold showers. They're not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way if you don't like your guests, you, uh, were, you felt obligated, but I hope not. Um, anyway, check, you know, Furnaces have a life lifespan. Sometimes, you know, that's an average. So sometimes your furnace or boiler would, would be surpass that average. But if you had it, you, if you had maintenance, you would know when to change it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, I mean, as long as they're doing the maintenance on it, they're going to comment, uh, "Hey, you know, it's it's time to for a new one, new unit." Um, of course, they want to sell it to you, but uh you know you, you'll get you'll get that longevity you'll get that 20 25 30 years out of it that uh will make it work for you that's great yeah Actually, but if you don't do any of the service you don't get that longevity my last one because i have a newer one um lasted i think it was 35 years that's a that's a beautiful and it was thing. amazing yeah it was amazing so somebody's going to probably say they don't build things the same way. <laughs> but no, 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 it's, there's a new one there, <laughs> a newer one. So one of the things that you mentioned to me that this deviates slightly is smart home technology. Oh, yeah. Because lots of people are going to buy themselves Christmas presents, and they need to know what to get. Smart technology is near and dear to my heart. I, I'm, a, I'm a techie kind of guy. And I like all this stuff. I mean, I'm sitting here with my iPad. I was, and stuff, I was right. You, I mean, you saw me starting uh-huh, I saw to you say look, that. Uh-huh. Phone, iPad, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, these days you can get programmable thermostats that you can get an app to run. They run on Wi-Fi. You can have remote uh, sensors to gauge temperature in your house. You can really do a lot to fine-tune your house. Uh, investing in these in these higher-end thermostats will help actually manage your fuel spend as well so uh it'll keep your utilities a little lower thus you know it's worth doing uh versus the old day when you had that little dial and you just set it to 50 or 70 yeah but i understood how to do that yeah well i mean (laughs) i can't fix that (laughs) Well, well the problem is that now we go into houses and say the house is going to a closing and there's a walkthrough and all of a sudden there's this thermostat. Yep. It looks like a computer. And you're going, I have no clue. And I remember being in a house with, with two men who, um, that's a very sexist state, statement, but I am not the best techie person. Rachel, who is in our office, our office manager is amazing. I'll have to ask her if she knows how to do this. <laughs> well, I, I mean, sometimes with some of these things, the really high-end ones. But everybody stood there. They could not figure it out. That well, was the... Some of them have a lock on the system. There's an actual lock. So I've done this. I've gone into home inspections, and I've gone to operate the thermostat, and it requires a passcode. Yeah. And if I don't have the passcode, I, 
I can't fin do that test. So it is what it is. But uh, my favorite saying of all time, it is what it is. <laughs> but that's something, you know, that we should be able to, if we, if people who are selling the house and there are certain things that have passcodes and you don't want to give out your passcode, do something, put up the, the thermostat or do something that allows that, you know, your, your agent is under confidential, is under confidentiality. So I think we have finished this segment and we will be back with more healthy, healthy and happy hints. Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.brandrealty.com. O'Keefe & McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe and McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Howard Hanna Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey for over 10 years, I focus my business on Orange, Passaic, and Sussex counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Hi, this is Tom Lovelace. Join me and my guest every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. for the Lovelace Music Experience. Exciting interviews and great music from every genre. Right here, playing the best music. WTBQ. I'm going to make this place your home. Well, good morning. This is David Wilner, and I'm here on the Real Real Estate, Real Real Estate Show uh, with my co-host... Hi, good morning. It's Marcia Talbot at Howard Hanna Rand Realty. And we were talking about, or Dave was talking about technology. So I'm going to throw it back to him because I think we're up to floodlights. Oh, yeah. Floodlights. Floodlights are fun. Um, you know, smart home technology has floodlights on motion sensors and timers and all kinds of things. And floodlights can really be a, uh, they can be a great security feature. Um, not, I mean, even so for like preventative break-ins, but when I say security, it's also, it's like a safety issue. So when you're coming up the front walk, if there's stairs and those lights automatically come on, you're less likely to trip. So there's, there's safety issues and security issues. Floodlights, these days with the LED floodlights, they can, they can be so bright and they can really light up a whole yard uh, tremendously. But uh, we, we actually need to be somewhat conscious of that fact because that light can, dis a, can disturb our neighbors. Nobody likes that light shining through their bedroom windows, so be careful where you angle those lights. 
and the animal wildlife, right, Marsha? That's yes, it's true. I, I had heard a, a report the other day about how lighting, exterior lighting, is affecting the nocturnal animals. That means ba- the bears, I w- believe, are sleeping, and I don't know about raccoons if they hibernate. We get bears at our house at night. Now? Well, not this time of year. Yeah, but, no, yeah. not, I was going to say, this time right. of year they're hibernating. I don't know if raccoons hibernate. Somebody could call in and let us know that. Um, <laughs> they do in your attic. <laughs> <laughs> no, thankfully not. Um, but the deer certainly are yeah. around. Yep. yep. You yep. know, and the squirrels, as we talked about a week ago, the fattest squirrels I have ever seen this year. I have one that sits under my bird feeder so that when the birds knock a little bit it, i have never seen this squirrel is obese <laughs> i swear i swear i have never seen such a fat squirrel <laughs> there's three of them he They're, doesn't even run for his food he just sits under the bird feeder and waits for it to drop on it, him <laughs> it's actually a really smart squirrel and i have baffles on the top of the bird feeder so the squirrels can't get into it this squirrel sits and contemplates had I, I've watched him, he sits in the tree where he sits very close by and literally contemplates how he's going to get the bird feeder to the bird feeder. It is amazing. So I really should do a, a video on it, but it probably won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you do when you're working at home, right? That is true. <laughs> you take your uh, bird, bird, bird break because they're so beautiful. Um, anyway, I think that we covered that. And Dave, I have, I thought I had, some lists on what you should have in your car. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's a good thing to have some safety gear in your car, particularly in the wintertime. Uh, you know, including ice scraper, extra gloves, a jacket, uh, warm shoes. I would have all those things, a blanket in my car. Uh, I actually have, like, when there's a snowstorm and I go out on the road, I always have my go bag. And, Good idea. And, and all those things are in there, an extra yeah. flashlight, uh, just in case, God forbid, you break down the side of the road in the winter. It's a lot more serious than breaking down the side of the road in the summer. Right. Um, one of the things that I recommend besides like flashlight with extra batteries, actually, mm-hmm. I think I have two flashlights in my car, um, package snack food. Well, I, I don't know how long we're going to be on the side of the road. <laughs> I'm well, always up for a snack. <laughs> water. Yeah. Water in the car. Um, blanket, yes. First aid kit, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, chain or rope. This is this is really an expansive list, I must tell you. Um, fire, ch- uh, tire chains. Do people still use them? No. I not think not so. so much around here. People still use them, just... In other places, you know, in the mountains where there's more snow. Right. Um, road salt or sand. Ah, that's always Or handy kitty litter. Kitty, all those things are good ideas. Um, booster cables. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, emergency flares. Yeah. Uh, toolkit. Bright colored flags or help signs. My goodness, I think we're up in the mountains with no one. Yeah. Um, road, na- road map if traveling in an unfamiliar area. And remember that out, even though every we all have maps on our phone, there are certain areas where the phones don't work well. Oh, yeah. We're in the country here, guys. I mean, there is, we all know there is not cell signal everywhere we go. I mean, and of course, where your car breaks down is where there will be no signal. Right. <laughs> so it's, true. it's just the way it happens. A compass? A compass. 
Well, you got to know how to use a compass. Well, you turn it around until it says north, and you can figure out where north is. Yeah. <laughs> what direction do I live in? <laughs> I do know that. Um, this is a new one. Waterproof matches that can melt snow for drinking water. We're talking extremes here. Yeah. These, uh, I don't these, know if that's... Not. Paper is, towels. That's a good thing to wipe uh, your windshield. Even after you get the ice, sometimes it's dirty. Yeah. The, so that's not a bad thing. Yeah. And windshield wipe or wash your fluid. Yep. Those are all good things. Uh, this is so funny. This is a list that I'm reading from. As always, remember to get an extra dozen of eggs when the meteor meteorologist predicts a world of swirling whiteness. <laughs> an extra dozen eggs? Why? I guess that's to have at home. Ah. I don't think that's to Every carry. Every time there's in. a storm, milk and eggs and water, they go like crazy, right? So just you know, buy a few extra beforehand. I, but I think that's funny. I'm seeing this this dozen eggs sitting in the car freezing. No, that's not what they meant. No, yeah, this, is, this is not <laughs> this for was, your... This your... was an add-on to this particular list. So, um, also, you want to, you mentioned fireplace safety. Yeah, yeah, fireplace safety is a big deal. I mean, it, for those people that use their fireplace regularly, like myself, you know, it's a good idea to get your fireplace professionally cleaned every year, all right? Chimney fires are dangerous. They start up in the chimney, they burn their, their chemical fires up there, and they can take out a whole house. So, it, you know, fireplaces are great. They make a, they make a house a home, and, you know, they're, they're just a, a lovely addition to the, any home, but uh, they can be dangerous, you know? So going through my myriads of papers here, this one is a fun one. It says, bring out those hands. And what that means is don't put your, if it's really cold, don't keep your hands in the pocket. Get gloves or mittens. Oh, yeah. And um, some of us walk around carrying our gloves, which is not a good idea. You know, put the gloves on. Uh, frostbite is imminent if it's very cold. It doesn't take a long, long time. Um, you know what? One of the things you do, swing your arms. If your fingertips start to get cold, so that it swing your arms so that you're increasing the circulation to your fingertips. Good idea. I never heard that. Um, warm up before shoveling. Oh. We might not have to deal with this for another week. I'm an old week. man. I need to stretch and like, <laughs> right. you know, get get ready to go out and shovel. Absolutely. But you don't have to be old to have a heart attack. No. You no. know, that that is just a, a, a real safety uh, hint. Um, you just have to eat bacon and drink coffee every day. No, it says don't drink coffee. <laughs> this is this is called winter safety tips, and it is online. I do want to say that uh, from the resource center, and it does say forget coffee and cigarettes before shoveling or doing any strenuous work. Avoid caffeine and nicotine. Uh, this increases your heart rate and may cause your blood vessels to constrict. Yeah, I don't want to end on that note. Let's find something. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. And snow's pretty. It absolutely is. <laughs> and if we get a lot of it, we can build an igloo for your kids. Build an igloo. Uh, you know, we have some great places to, that are really uh, safe places to go sleigh riding to around here. So uh, check out some of the local parks where there's opportunities to go and spend some time. If we get any snow this year. Uh, my fingers are still crossed. I like a little snow, just not I too much. I do too. Much. It should, it's beautiful, and it should melt fast. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as I don't need to shovel my driveway. The other thing is be careful if you're there. You see down lines, do not drive over them. Oh, wow. Down power lines, yeah. Down power lines, also during water. Uh-huh. You know, so be careful because we don't know what's under that. If you see that it looks like there may be a line down that's down and there's snow, do not drive over it. So let's call call in. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you know, like I said in the beginning of the show, it's my wife's birthday today. So happy birthday, Nicole. Uh, and, uh, you know, if there's... Uh, Every, I want everybody to have a safe and happy holiday season out there this year. That's why we're bringing you all these dire things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's fun, right? I well, I think it's really important to maintain the safety. And we are spending so much time in our house that we're not necessarily thinking the same way. So it's not like ordinarily you say, okay, it's fall. I'm going to clean the gutters. I'm going to do this and this. It's because we're already there. Yeah. And we're not double checking the way we tend to do as the seasons change to make sure that everything is safe and sound, you know? So, you know, walk around your house, walk around the outside, Double check what might have to be done. We already told you to turn the water off on your outside faucets. Yeah, but turn off the hose bibs. Don't you know, you should have done that. But we all tend to procrastinate and do the things that you ordinarily would do. Is it when you came home from work? You know, you know think about that. What happens to this time of year? You 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 put off sealing the driveway. You get around to the first snowfall and you got to go shovel it. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at your driveway closely, and you see a whole bunch of cracks and and loose pieces of bits of asphalt. Yeah, it's time to seal that driveway now. Can't you gotta do wait, it now. Got to wait for April. Yep. Got to wait. For Everybody's spring. closed on that. Double check that you have a snow shovel in your car. There yep. are smaller ones or collapsible ones. Keep it in the back of your car. Um, I have used that in the past. Um, I had a house once that was empty, and every time I went, I ha had to use my shovel. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Have a safe and warm day today. Always a pleasure to be with you, Marcia. Thank you. It's fun day. Take care.